now tuned into the greatest. No lie, man. I treat my wife like a precious cargo. You know? Yeah. Oh, this is a great topic. Hey, listen, you know what, Casey? Listen, man, I, I really don't like getting into <clears throat> the negativity. But but I got to be honest, man, like, you know, I've never. OK. All right. OK, here we go. I'm just going to say it. We're we going to get into it. Here's the here's here's the thing, man. I, I when I first started to cook and I first started in this, I have to tell the story because this is near and dear to my heart. When I first started to cook, I worked at a diner, a very low-end diner, okay? We're talking about like, you know, chicken fingers, french fries, hot dogs, happy hour. It was a shit-ass diner, okay? But I loved it. I learned a lot of bad things, a lot of bad techniques, drugs, alcohol, you name it. And people were showing me the half-ass way to do things. And I learned a lot of bad mistakes, right? And <clears throat> then I went to go work with a chef that is absolutely... 100% by the book and he was reputable and he showed me a lot of things, right? And he was speaking to me like I was a piece of shit because I didn't know. And here's a good example. <clears throat> I didn't know what the difference between a sous chef and a chef was. I didn't know what the difference was between a line cook and a cook. And um, I specifically remember telling myself, like, I don't care what I do. When I become a chef, I'm going to give people feedback. Um whether they like it or not, because I was that young cook where I just wanted somebody to show me the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is the thing. You have all of these people on the interwebs. Okay, so what happened was, the reason why this is derived is <clears throat> I said, uh, you know, I posted a video about sourdough and I said, hey, listen, you know, I would love to teach you about sourdough, but I just don't feel like I have the credentials to be able to show you the proper way. But listen, my 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 co my other uh, friend chef duffy he has helped me tremendous bro, bro he's helped me tremendously i'm talking like he's helped me troubleshoot so many issues he's like i took two of his courses okay and i paid for him too and um <clears throat> i've had i've had one on one mentoring with him and all i all i want to say is you know he his whole Social media is set up for baking. It's set up for sourdough. He's a professional in the game. He teaches this in a university. Dude, he is like locked in. Okay. This is what he's doing. And so I recommended him, right? And I said, hey, this is, you know, this is the this is the dude right here. He has a free beginners of sourdough. But anyway, um, I because I said, hey, he's the CEO of sourdough. And he is. And he has the and he has the credentials to back it up. And then so somebody said uh, you know, that Joshua Wiseman was, you know the CEO of Sardo. And, um, and listen, you could, we could all argue that, you know, Chad Robertson or like, there's a bunch of people that do sourdough very well. And I, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that, but when it comes to TikTok and creating content, you know, Chad Robinson is not on TikTok, my guy, right? Like, let's face it. Yeah. He's a master. Yes. But a lot of these bakers that, um, you know, that in our chef world that are creme de la creme, they're not on TikTok show, showing uh, TikTok showing tips and tricks. So what people what people need to realize is like when it comes to TikTok and Instagram and like you know social media, you know sourdough Duffy is your best best bet, and that's all I'm saying. Besides that, somebody had mentioned Joshua Wiseman, and I'm said okay, I said okay, but here's the thing: this is what we need to we need to understand. You know, Joshua Wiseman, and I, you know, listen, I love him, I do, 
I absolutely do. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. He actually goes just like him in in Bob, uh, Babish, whatever was his name. Bab- yeah, they, yeah, they both do such a great job in explaining things and doing the research. And their video quality is top notch. Like, dude, they're both amazing. And he and Joshua Wiseman is amazing. His cookbook is great. Um, but when it boils down, you can't compare him to Sourdough Duffy. You know what I'm saying? And that's. And this is what people, people can't, they can't, you know, put two and two together. And this is what I'm trying to explain because I will die on this hill, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, but just because I'm a chef doesn't mean I'm better than you, Casey. Doesn't mean you're better than me. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm more talented than you. You know, this is just, uh, you know, it, it is just a, I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, I don't, without being sounding super fucking arrogant, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah right yeah, and you know what? And here's the thing. A lot of people get confused because you have all of these influencers that slap a chef jacket on with, you know, with their name and they just say, "Hey, I'm a chef. I'm a chef, you know. I'm a chef." And like, here's the thing. Us professional chefs, we can see straight through it. Like, I'm sorry. Like it, now, here's the thing. I'll I'll be honest. I and I hate to say this, but a lot of us professional chefs and a lot of professional chefs suck at video and they suck explaining things, right? Like they'll post some shit without like explaining the nitty gritty details. That is why, that's why you should check out my YouTube channel. I'm going through the basics of the basics and it's, this is so important. You know, if look, I'm like a good example. I posted a, uh, I posted a video for Granda today and it was a mozzarella balloon. And I'll be honest, like, I want to show the, the reasoning behind it. Like if you don't know how to make fresh mozzarella first, like, you have no, you have no purpose making a, a fucking mozzarella balloon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't. If you don't know how to stretch mozzarella or what type of cream or milk to use for mozzarella or what type of rennet to use for mozzarella, the difference between the tablet rennet and you know animal rennet. Like, <clears throat> I think this is more important than the end result of making a mozzarella balloon. And honestly, um, you know, the video is performing very well on. Um, IG, but again, it just comes with a load of questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I swear to God, I'm going to take years. I don't care. I'll take five, six years, whatever, to build this library of step-by-step so I can do the basics. Listen, I created a dish today. I was filming content for next week and I was so excited to, to do this dish and it was so nice and so like elegant and it's beautiful. It's super simple, but it's very hard for me to explain how to do this and the reasoning behind the technique in 60 seconds. You know what I mean? But ultimately it, it made me feel really good. Like I don't, I don't have, I don't, I don't find any joy in like explaining, uh, you know, fats, carbs, proteins to chefs, right? Like, and I know it seems silly, but Casey, guess what, man? I've ran into so many issues. Think about it. Think about it. I've been in a restaurant before where I had a sous chef where the, uh, the server came back and said, hey, uh, chef, just so you know, 
guest so-and-so is abiding by a keto diet. Okay. <clears throat> so in your mind, in my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, they should know what keto is. It's fine. No, no idea. And you know what I, I was like, Hey, do you like, they're on a keto diet, right? So they can't have French fries. Like, why is there French fries on this plate? She's like, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm like, what is the keto diet? And like, it's all fat, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, French fries. Well, it's, in, it's deep fried, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, all right, take a step back. Potato is a carbohydrate. Bro, and, and these are serious conversations I've had with, with cooks and chefs. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, it's, it's gonna be a great example for when I, have a when I have a restaurant, like I'm gonna be like, hey, this guest is keto. Oh, you don't know what keto is? Okay, look, go to my YouTube channel, right? Check this out. I'm gonna send them the link because some, because that's smart, right? Fucking genius, my guy. It's genius. It's genius. It's 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 so it's so boring for me, but you know what? It's gonna bring so much more value in the future, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and same thing. I had you know. Listen, when you're in California, vegan and vegetarians are bro. It's absolutely a must on your menu. And so, yeah, hey, and listen, I'm not going to resist. You know, listen, at the end of the day, uh, uh, being a chef, you know, I need to cook for you. You, you, whatever you want, I'll make whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But I've literally had, you know, uh, uh, the biggest, mis the biggest um, miscommunication with vegan and vegetarian is eggs and dairy, right? Right. So it's like, you know, and I had the same, I had the same issue. So like, I know some chefs will be like watching, you know, the YouTube and if they're more advanced, they'll be like, okay, this is boring. Like, but you got to understand that young cook that is, you know, 20 years old, <clears throat> you know, just got promoted to sous chef. He's expoing. He has a vegan guest, right? He has a vegan guest. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me put this down real quick. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has a vegan guest and you know, he's, he has to create a meal for her, right. Or him. And I've seen so many, so many people use butter, chicken stock, uh, you know, a splash of cream without even, you know, not even blinking. Just I'm like, hey, this guest is vegan in banquets, you know, uh, you know, how many times if you're in a restaurant and you're making something with a batch, like sometimes if it's for a banquet and one person has nuts, dude, I leave the nuts out of it, all of it, every goddamn No, nope. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and, it, and, and, and if, you know, and I think this is important and I'm going to bring this up because, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think it's so important, um, you know, to have that basic knowledge because then you can build off of it properly, you know, but um, getting back to that, you know, not to go on a rant, but um, the reason why I kind of like begrudgingly, um, you know, posted this video because I, I want the earlier video, going back to the, um, the Wiseman video, the, this newer generation of, uh, you know, young kids and cook, and I'm not trying to gatekeep or anything, but like, this is to two totally different things, man. And it's like, people take so much offense and all the fanboys come out. Oh, but Joshua, he is, he can cook like a chef. And I'm like, bro, you don't understand what I'm saying. Like you have no idea. And so for everybody out there that's listening, I'm going to end with this and then we're going to move on to the next topic. Okay. Listen, I can change a toilet. I can show my son how to change the flapper on a toilet. I can change a toilet seat. I can even hook up a bidet now. Does that make me a plumber? No. 
hey, I can, you see these lights right here? These lights right above? I put these lights up for everybody. I'm, ta I'm talking about my lights in my uh, studio. I can change those light bulbs. I installed that whole thing. I wired it and everything. You know what I'm saying? But does, does that make me a certified electrician? No. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get across. So everybody out there, I am not trying to gatekeep cooking at all. What I'm saying is their chef actually means something. And it's very important in our world. When you get called a chef, this, you know, this is, this is an earned title. <laughs> so, and uh, I just want to make that clear. Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to make that clear. And I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm that voice of reason. And a lot of chefs don't even waste time with this, right? They're like, yeah, whatever, fuck it, right? You know what I mean? Like, they're moving on. But I think it's important. Like, it, it is important, you know, because I'm, I'm here to teach people the right technique, the right way, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I'll die on that hill. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I want I'm going to pull up this clip, uh, Casey. Let's let me do this right now. And um, what can we talk about in the meantime? <clears throat> Yeah. 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 So for everybody that's on the, the podcast that you probably don't know, uh, listen, just go to my TikTok for today, May, uh, May 9th, and you'll see we have, a, I think today's May 9th, right? Yeah, May 9th. We have a lot, we have a lot of, uh, I made a couple of videos that are kind of controversial, but they're not really. I'm trying to be as nice as possible, offering, dude, I pretty much give Joshua Wiseman a blowjob before I talk about him. And, um, you know, and listen, you have to do that nowadays. But here, I want to share something that's going to resonate with everybody. So um, the big controversy was calling Chef Joshua or calling Joshua Wiseman a chef. And I said, no, he's not a chef, but he's a great cook. He is. And no, he wasn't a chef at Uchiko. He was a line cook. And that's okay too. And he's a bomb ass YouTube creator. He's a he's a cook that is at an elevated level, right? But that doesn't make him a chef. And let me explain why. And uh let's see here. Uh oh shoot. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can. Uh, hold on. How do I, let's see, system. Okay. Go to Chrome system preferences. Okay. All right. You know, I'll tell you right now. Cause uh, yeah, you probably have it all set up. I have to go to Chrome and stuff. Okay. You're going to type in, you're going to type in um, Joshua Wiseman, how to ferment and make your own hot sauce easily. <clears throat> and then that video is going to pop up and you're going to go to 649. Yep. And then you're going to go to 649. I like your hair, by the way. What you doing, man? You trying to do the emo thing? What's up? It's cute. Over the glasses. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just fucking with you, bro. I know you're trying to do the comb over, bro. You getting old? You trying to? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, you you're gonna you're gonna talk about hair when we got this working over here, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on, dog. You was that a joke? Was that a joke? You think? Okay. All right, so everybody, this is where look. I and this video was from three years ago. I remember watching this video, 
just because I went uh, as soon as I fo started following Joshua Wiseman, all of his videos came up in my YouTube feed, and I enjoy his content. He makes great content. And so listen, listen to this, everybody. This is not from me or Casey. This is Joshua Wiseman's video on YouTube. Now listen. So, so you can, so he explains it perfectly. And the fact that it's coming from him directly makes a huge difference. And I think I'm going to clip that part and put it on my uh, TikTok because, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and all, and yeah. And all I'm going to say is, listen, I know it's a tough pill to swallow for everybody. Okay. And there is a lot of people on the internet calling themselves chefs. Trust me, I see it all the time, man. I see it all the time, you know, like, dude. And I do not, I have zero hate towards any of those, those people. I don't care. I think it's actually wonderful. Um, you know, I think it's wonderful that two things. I think it's wonderful that our career and our, um, you know, the chef world is actually coming up, bro. We used to be trapped in the kitchen and now we're celebrities. Now it's amazing. Dog, I went to brunch the other day, uh, Mother's Day brunch, and uh, the food runner noticed me. He's like, hey, you look familiar. And I'm like, oh, shit. Goddamn. And, and it's funny because like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, you make videos on the internet. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because I put Silicon Valley in everything. I put Silicon Valley in everything, you know? So I know that like some, you know, the algorithm, you know, probably shakes and stirs people that are in this area. Yeah. But it's really, you know, listen, it's all good, man. Anyway, next topic. How was ramen today? Ramen was good? Yeah. 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 Um, are you going, um, are you going to, how are you going to scale this, bro? You need to start putting a plan together, man. Oh, is that all you're trying to get to? Thousand bowls? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like touching hot stuff? Yeah, that's okay. 
Yeah. 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 Dude, it's so amazing when you have people that get you in that work with you in tandem. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's this there's this one cook, two cooks that I had when I was at Hotel Bel Air that were absolutely killers in the kitchen. Both female, both young, nine, 19 to 20, 18 to 23 age range. And listen, <clears throat> I got to be honest, I'm the first one to uh, and I'll, I'll tell the story real quick because it's it's true. And I remember the first day that uh, Cook A started in the kitchen and I totally, totally stereotyped her. Totally stared. She comes in, fake nails, long eyelashes, dainty. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, she's, there's no way she's going to make it. And boy, was I wrong. Dog, she crushed it, bro. Unbelievable crushed it. Like, dude, she started on Garmage. Motherfucking soldier, man. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. She picked it up quick. And, uh, you know, obviously... After a couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, the fake nails got out of here. You know, she came, she was, she was a, she was a freaking thug, man. She was about it. Any dish, any new dish I put on or any special I ran, dude, she was so about it. And she did such a good job. Her station was always set up. She was always like on time. Dishes were on point. Her plates were beautiful. No. And then guess what, man? She moved to the next station, next station, next station. She had zero chances of, she had zero failures. The only, the only failure, failure she had was when she had to, you know, clean the sprout prawns. She would freak out because she couldn't just, she couldn't wrap her head around it being alive. You know, she felt so bad. Like she just, <laughs> I got, I got a video of her like just absolutely freaking out. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, look, I hate to say this. Like I'm on expo and I'm like, Hey, fire two sprout prawns. <laughs> yes, chef. <laughs> Like breathing heavy. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at, her, I'm like, listen, I know this sucks, but guess what? This is the best way to have spot prod. You have to kill it in the moment. Make it quick, make it instant. Okay. Okay. Like breathing deep. Like dude, if I got a video of it too, it's hilarious, but dude, soldier, man, absolute soldier to all my chefs out there. Listen, give your cooks the opportunity to fuck up. Okay. Seriously. I, I think this is so true. Like allow them to do specials, put your pride aside. Okay, even though your name is on the menu, allow them to do specials, put it out there, see what the guest thinks. It's not about what you think, it's about what the guest thinks. Obviously, if there's something technique driven that's wrong, then yeah, fix it. But same thing, butchering fish, uh, you know, making sauces, making soups. You need to have the cooks do this. You can't do everything by yourself and it's very important for their growth and development. And I'm, I'm a firm believer of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You should, yeah, you should, you should eliminate that human problem. You should put it on an induction, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even waste time. You need to, you need to make it as seamless as possible. And so like to have the cook think about that many things is just, it's just, 
crazy. You can do it because you're the owner, but you can't expect the same work performance from, from your cook. You have to remember that, bro. You have to. People don't take that in consideration, man. You know? Um, yeah. Hey, hey. You know, I, I remember. You know what's crazy, man? Because it's like, you know, uh, it's like now when I think about building a kitchen, it's not for show. It's for efficiency. Right? Like, like, dude, like, like, what's the point of a convection oven? Get the fuck out of here. You know what I want? I want a combi oven. You know why? That bitch is absolutely perfect. Listen, I hate to say it, and I'm going to say this live too, and I, I might get in trouble. I'm going to be honest, Casey. I cooked some barbecue ribs the other day at work in the combi oven and, you know, in the combi. But listen, what people don't realize is, um, you know, uh, that chamber, when it's closed and you have it on combi steam, it becomes almost like a pressure cooker, right? It does re – it releases steam, but in reality, it just cooks food faster, bottom line. Um, but anyway, I digress. Barbecue ribs cooked, um, you know, 60-40. 60% um, bake, 40% steam, bro. I don't care what anybody says, my guy. Yes. First of all, first of all, first of all, I get them done in an hour and 30 minutes tops. Okay. I start them off. I start them off, you know, roasted, not, not wrapped 45 minutes, blast them, right? Blast them 350 degrees. Let them go for about, you know, 35 minutes, then take them out, wrap, uh, glaze them, you know, glaze them in a uh, sauce and then put foil around them, blast them for an hour at uh, uh, like 275, but combination. So you have 60% heat and then 40% hydro, uh, water, like steam, steam. And uh, for everybody out there, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about a rationale oven. And basically what it does is it has combination steam and a convection. And the, the oven is just way more advanced than you could ever imagine. And if when I have my dream home, I'm, bro, I'm putting a combi in there, bro. I'm fucking waiting, dog. Yes, you know why? You know why? Dude, the heat up time is like less than a minute. Bro. Dog. You, you listen. Yeah, listen. You push on. Look, by the time you push on and then you put the temperature on and then you can put turbo heat. And dude, you, you're baking in less than a minute, dude. It's, it's amazing. Like it, literally. It depends. If you have the big chamber one, then uh, no, you're not. But I wouldn't even waste time. You know what I've, you know what I've, and like, it's crazy because like, I, I don't want to say that on TikTok, but I have to admit, my favorite way to have ribs is not on the smoker. It's actually combi or sous vide, and then uh, broiled. And uh, and and listen, I, I'm I'm gonna be controversial. I don't like fall off the bone ribs. There, I said it. I don't like fall off the bone ribs, man. I don't, dude. Okay, spare ribs are a little different. You know, the ones the ones closer. The spare ribs are a little different, but baby backs. Dude, I like them. I want some bite in them. You know what I'm saying? Because you have one, you one, you have more flavor, and two, there's better. Te it's better texture. It is. It's just a better texture. And so people, like, if you have, yeah, 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 if you have baby, yeah, if you have baby back ribs that are fall off the bone, like, I'm sorry, that's trash to me. It is. And I, God, I hope I don't piss anybody off. It's not. It's not mush, but the the texture of the meat is too dry. It's just too dry when it's fall off the bone. It's dry. When you're when you eat a baby back rib that is like, I'm not gonna lie, like I'm gonna say medium to midwell and then kind of braised a little bit or let rest for a long time. And then you have to kind of listen, you have to kind of like tug it off the bone where where if you lift up a bone, like it's gonna the you know, the rib is gonna come up a little bit and it yeah, but it, there'd be resistance, right? 
that's how I like my ribs, man. I know that sucks to some people, but man, that's just how I love them, man, because I've tasted them all different. I'm sure you're, a lot of people will agree with me. I know a lot of people will agree with me, but like if you're in a, if you're in a barbecue competition, then I think it's different. Right. But, um, I don't know. I, I've never done a barbecue competition. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, you know what? That, that brings up a great, that brings up a great point. Like if you're using Costco ribs, then yeah, I don't care what the fuck you do with it, but I'm more referring to like a Berkshire rib or a, um, you know, like a, like a, a good quality heritage pig rib. Um, you know, which I just think is, is just much better flavor, man. You know, when you try pork chops and pig that is, or pork that is like, not, I don't want to say wild, but it's more uh, heritage style. So the, the meat is darker and it's not like super bright pink. Dude, there's just so much more flavor in the meat, man. Like, yeah. Oh, Duroc is not bad. That's kind of, it, it's not, it's not bad. You can get away with it. Like it's not, it's not bad, but Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what's, you know, what's crazy is I, I know exactly what you're saying and I'm so glad that you have that high standard because I think that's the missing key in a lot of chefs that are running restaurants where they're like, ah, it's okay. Come on, let's go. You know, like it's, it's important. Like I make sure when I talk, when I'm talking to vendors, I just make sure they understand like, Hey, this is important. This is important to me. Right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll understand, but like, you know, I'm like, Hey, if you're going to substitute something, I need to know about it. Like, you know, I, I, bro, dude, I remember, dude, I remember I ordered Aura King for a party. Okay. And, uh, it was so funny. All right. Uh, you know, Aura King, Aura King is like the creme de la creme, super fatty salmon. And, uh, they come with the tags. I always ask for the head on gilding, um, gilding gutted, but head on because it comes with the tag and uh, they filleted it. And I was pissed because listen, listen, I was pissed. I was like, yo, I don't want it fucking filleted because then the, like it's it, it, you sacrifice. They don't give a shit. They dude, I can't stress enough, man. They'll like pack the fillets 80 pounds deep, you know, and that fillet on the bottom is just absolute mush. Right. Anyway, I digress. So I'm going through these fillets and I notice a difference, a clear difference. And I would say, 50% is aura. And then like, you know, a good, I'm sorry, 60% is aura. And then 40% is, you know, they try to slide it by me. I could tell. So yeah. So I called, I called him and I was like, Hey, listen, I want to ask you a question. And I was like, don't take offense. But I was like, did you give me 100% all aura king or did you substitute with another fish? And, uh, he's like, you know what, let me ask. And it's funny because he's like, Hey chef, I'm sorry. Yes, they did. They, they ran out of aura. There was no more left. And um, they, they substitute with another fish, but it's also from the Faroe Islands. And I remember saying, hey, listen, that's okay, but I need to know. You know, I need to know. I need to make, I need to know if you're going to change something, right? And he's like, well, it's, it's just, it's the same price. It's from the same area. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we talked, we talked about this last week. And, you know, you have to have that clear communication of 
the expectation. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was funny because I just remember I'm, I'm going through the fish. I'm like, dude, because I, man, I was so pissed it was filleted, but it's totally fine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But do you get do you get fat back? Yeah. Do you get fat back to subsidy? Yeah, you get fat back. Yeah. I was gonna say, man, like, especially on those boars, man, like, dude, that plate of fat is just like, dude, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, and I always read, I mean, you're, you're using, um, I don't know if you do this for your ramen, but with, with pork belly, I always use, um, you know, I cut, I trim off all the fat parts and I just use, I make sure in each slice, especially for something like ramen, there's 50% fat, 50% meat because you know, you don't, yeah, you just go for it, huh? What do you do? You just go for it. You don't trim off the Yeah. 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 Dude, isn't it such a labor of love, man? Don't you love doing that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it must be. Dude, like I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was making this uh, sauce today. It's called bagnacata. Like, uh, it's a, an Italian sauce that is basically, um, you know, from the Piedmontese, Piedmont. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Northern Italy. Let's just say that. But anyway, it's just, uh, it's just really easy. It's garlic, it's garlic, it's anchovies, and it's butter. And you cook it down. It literally translates to warm bath, and it tastes really good with vegetables. But what I did was today, I made an elevated version. So. I use cultured butter, which has that Parmesan kind of smelly a little bit, um, you know, and then I also, uh, what I did was instead of just leaving the butter, like, you know, sauteed in the butter, you know, where it looks greasy, I took that, I emulsified it all together, and then I put it in an ISI canister and kept it warm. And then, so it looks like almost hollandaise on the plate, same flavors, but I feel that because of that emulsion, I use a little, little egg yolk and uh, xanthan. Because of that emulsion, when you go to dip the vegetables in it, you get so much more on your freaking vegetable. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. So good, man. So good. And I just felt so good about it. And, like, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I think I'm going to – I know this is going to suck, but I think I'm going to go more towards the higher-end cuisine that I've been doing. Because I, I've been, I've been like – yeah, I, I've been, like, kind of in this, like, content rut of just kind of like doing what I know people would want to see and what videos will get views and like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man, like making hamburgers and onion rings and shit like that. Yeah, it's cool. But it's like, dude, I'm just like so much more time. I feel and I know this sounds like cocky, but I feel like I'm so much more talented than that. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, so so. So. Okay. So yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I gotta I gotta do because I gotta be happy, man. I gotta fucking be happy, man. But hey, I wanted to ask you, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Now, this is going to, this, no, I'm talking like a shitty peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not talking about an elevated version. I'm, I'm talking about at your house. Oh, okay. Because you're not American. That's an American thing. 
It's an American. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 boy, yeah. So I made this really shitty version of a PB&J, and I'm kind of scared to post it because it's kind of not, it doesn't represent me as a chef, but like as a kid, I used to love PB&Js, man. It's because I'm American. Dog, I used to live off PB&Js. But here's the thing. You got to grab, you got to grab the, the shittiest white bread, okay? It's got to be grape jelly. Strawberry is in the running, but I'm telling you, if you want a traditional American one, grape jelly, bro. Okay, and then I'm not going to lie. It's always the big debate. Jif or Skippy? You know what I'm saying? I'm Team Jif, dog. I'm Team Jif all the way. Now, 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 here's the thing. Here, here we go. When I was younger, I didn't like crunchy peanut butter. I like creamy. But now that I'm older, I like crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now, and yeah, and, and, and now I got to be honest. If you toast bread for a PB&J, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the crunchy peanut butter all the way. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah, facts, dude. Facts. But um Oh, crust crustables, uncrustables. Yeah. 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 I like those. Yeah. I like them in the air fryer, man. They taste really good, but I don't know, man. I think I'm going to post this video. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to uh, do perform well, but then I want to make like a really fancy version of a peanut butter and jelly. Like, you know, use like homemade brioche bread. I'll make the jam. I'll make, but instead of making jam, maybe I make like, what? Bri no, 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 no. Brioche for sure. Brioche or I'll make a shitty white bread, you know, pandemi or something. Yeah. Pandemi is really good. It's really easy to make too. Yeah. I love sourdough. Dude, I love sour. You know, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that because, like, dude, I was having, I have issues now. Anytime I taste bread and it doesn't have that sour note, I'm like, man, this this could be so much better. This could be so much better. Look, hey, Casey, you know how to make sourdough too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and it's funny because I I'm sure you can agree. It's like you know, savory chefs don't really dabble in pastry. Or baking. We just don't, you know? And I got to be honest, I'm so glad I put my pride aside and learned how to bake and I learned pastry because, dude, it's helped me out so much in my career. Three, but yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're like, I like to eat pastry. But, but here's the thing I, I remember vividly at uh, Spago Las Vegas. And uh, the, one of the pastry sous chefs had a freaking emergency problem. And she was working the station that night and there was nobody. It was just her. And uh, yeah, bro. And it was, it was bad. And I was like, fuck. I was like, yo, any guys know how to do pastry? Nobody. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be me. And then it's, fuck yeah. But you know what? You know what the thing is? It's like, what you got to remember is pastry is easy, man. Everything's already prepared. You just need to plate it. And thankfully, thankfully, Dog, I know how to quenelle. I know what a souffle, souffle is supposed to look like. Like, if I have, if you, like, I know when a cookie is going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? I know the difference between the different ice creams. I know how to plate pastry. Like, and I felt so confident over there because I had the basic knowledge, not only from culinary school, but from working pastry at Alinea. Like, you know, I had that basic knowledge of, you know, and I think 
I think that separated me for everybody who's looking at me, waiting for me to go down. And it was so funny because, man, I reigned supreme, dog. It felt like Iron Chef over there, bro. Iron Chef, we need bread. And I'm like, okay, I got you. And it's like, it's already par-baked, right? It's 80%. So they just flat, you know, flash it 20% of the best way. But like, I already know how to work a deck of it. You know what I'm saying? I know how to, how to score bread too. Like, and I think this is really important to all my chefs coming up. Like, I will be honest. If you can, if you are uh, in a restaurant, if you're an executive chef in a restaurant, but you also have an executive pastry chef, this is awesome. This is a great team. But guess what? You can also increase your salary by a large amount if you take care of the pastry program and you set it up like a garmage station and you, you own the pastries, right? So if you orchestrate the pastries, you can do some elevated shit. So – you know, you got to pick and choose your battles, man. And I, I got to be honest, man. I, you know, I have made some major moves by knowing pastry, you know, it's, especially with. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's OK. You should, but you know what, you know what, you know what the thing is, is if you love doing ramen, you should go all in, bro. And, and you know, you know what you should really do? You should really set aside about like, you know, two to $5,000 and you should go to New York city and eat all the ramen you can possible. You should go to San Francisco, eat all the ramen you can possible. You should go to Los Angeles, eat all the dog in Los Angeles, man. I cannot tell you. I used to be addicted to ramen, man. You go to Japantown. You go to you you go to you go to Japantown and there is fucking you know six or seven ramen shops lined up, dog, and they all are five star and above, dude. One has one has it depends on what you want, dude. That's what I'm trying to tell. That's why I try to tell people like you can't just say, "Hey, where's the best ramen?" No, bitch, you can't say that to me. You don't say that to me, okay? You say, "Hey, I'm looking for yo." <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like okay, <clears throat> so but here's the thing: you specialize in tonkatsu broth, right? Not miso, not udon noodle. Like this is this is very important. Like I, I try to tell people, man. Like you, it depends on what you're looking for, man. You know, and um, I think that's I think that's the same thing. It goes for tacos as well. Like don't say, hey, where's the best tacos? No, bro. Don't 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 tell me that. D are you looking for the? Are you looking for homemade tortillas? Yeah. Are you looking for the meats? Are you looking for you know? It depends on what you're looking for, man. You know, like it's like, dude, tell, I'm telling you, man. Um, but that's that's funny though. But I think you should just focus on that. Don't worry about the pastry. You, you know what I'm about to start doing? You know what I'm about to start doing? Uh, I want to start uh, – what I really suck at is alcoholic beverages. I just – I don't – yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink at all. I, I, don't, I don't drink wine. I don't do mixed drinks. So what I wanted to focus on was non-alcoholic uh, chef-driven cocktails, right? I think if you – just, you know, hey, this is going to be a series. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to order the stuff. I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm going to use the Avery, uh, Avery cookbook. Avery. Oh, shit. Uh, Avery. Avery. Sorry. Cookbook. Uh, the Avery cookbook by, uh, with, uh, you know, Chef Hackett's. You know, um, I, I truly believe in that style of, um, you know, the mixed drinks that they have. And there's a couple other places that do it very well. But um, I really want to dabble in that because, Casey, I got to be honest. You know, wine is like just grape juice to me, bro. I have no – like, like – I don't know if you can see it, but I have a, I have a, uh, I have a, um, I was gifted a, let me see if you can see, I don't know if you can see it. No, you can't see it by my name, but I have a uh, 20 year old Pappy, Pappy Van Winkle. 
And yeah, it's, it's a really good bottle. It was given to me. It was gifted to me by somebody who's very wealthy. And I didn't want to say no, that, hey, man, I don't drink because it's not something you do. But now it just sits here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would even say, I would even argue like, you know what you should do? You should put a couple of, you know, like add a couple a la carte things to your menu to see what people makes people pop off, you know, like, you know, some, you know, dude, there's. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay, dude. It's totally fine, bro. You're in America. You can do whatever you want, man. But I think it's, I think it's great. I think, I think you need to start scaling though. If you have, what's your total, no, you, dude, you know what? Like, I hate to say this, man, but you need to figure out how you can open up other days, you know? Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about like, you need to be able to work your job and then do this separately, but like manage it. You know, if you have a person to manage it, it's definitely doable, man, because I'm sure you want to do more things unless you like being strapped to the stove. It's up to you. Like, I, I'm not being, I'm not being an asshole either. Like some people, some chefs, some chefs like that shit, dude. They like being, you know, strapped to the stove, Superman. Mm -hmm. I feel you on that. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's not that, you know, and it's, but it's not going to be that hard. I think you should just get the foundation set up and like, you're, dude, you're good, man. You're good that you sell 40, like 40 bowls a week. But what if you opened up four, four days a week, right? Four or five days a week. And you had to cook in your brick and mortar and you sold, you know, you were open for, for lunch and dinner or maybe just early lunch. And, you know, you could sell, you know, a hundred bowls a day, right? Not, not, now you're talking, I mean, hundred bowls a day. Think about that. Yeah. 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 Dude, if you if you open so that's what I'm trying to, dude, that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. You over here tripping, bro. You're talking about dude, I'm telling and how and and how much how much did you pay him? How much did you pay him if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. What do you need them? You need them for like three or four hours, dog. That's great money. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, he would do it for you for free, but I think it's worth it. Say, throw him a hundo. Hey, if you want quick cash, come help me. Dude, I'm telling you, 
You're not you're not trying to sit here plate up a four course tasting here. Look, think about this. If you so so how many how many bowls do you sell in one shift on average? Okay, okay, and that's from twelve to eight or what? Twelve to six. Fuck, God damn, you could, bro. Okay. All right, hear me, hear me out here, bro. Listen to this. If you sell, you let's just say you sell sixty bowls from twelve to four, and if you double, if you opened up until eight or nine, I'm telling you, you could double that, right? So, so times two, so it's 120 bowls a day, okay? Times five days a week, that's 600 bowls. Now, how much do you sell each bowl for? Okay, times eighteen, dude. Now you're making money, okay? Now you're making money, Casey. Okay, so. So, so, so now what I highly recommend is don't have everything come or don't have all your revenue come from just the ramen bowls. You need to have soda and things that are grab and go, right? Soda, dessert, mochi, mochi, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and here's, and here's the thing. You only need one to two people. I guarantee you, you only need one to two people to do that. Seriously. I feel like, I feel like if you pay them, let's see here. So 10, okay, 10,800 a week. That's just an, that's just an average. That's just the ramen bowls, right? So, yeah. So let's say, you know, to be able to pr produce that much, let's see here. Let's see here. Times, we'll say, we'll say food cost is 30%. All right. So your food costs $3,200, right? Sir? <laughs> Casey, I don't, Casey, I'm telling you right now. I should kick you in the fucking dick, my guy. You're, you're, you are, you are gonna be that business owner that is fucking seventy years old making the ramen himself. Okay, okay. So what was that? So we'll say we'll say we'll say eleven we'll say eleven thousand even. Okay, and everybody take note because this is important. We'll say eleven thousand even, right? With drinks and everything a week. Okay, times twenty one percent. Okay. So that means you only your food cost is amazing. Anybody, okay, everybody listening, anything under anything under 25%, you're in a green light area. <laughs> Listen, you could pay, you could that means you could pay the employees more, right? So let's say a full shift, full shift, you give them 150. So 150 times two, right? All right, that's 300 bucks times five days a week. That's 1500 bucks, dude. You should like, I should, Mike, Mike drop this shit. Mic drop this shit. Dude, you're like, like Casey, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. You're not, you don't have to pay fucking rent. Like, so, so, so you add rent on top of that. So you need to be really strategic with how much you're paying for rent. But I would guarantee that if you have a kind of a, um, you know, it's all about the space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if I were in your situation, I would do a ghost kitchen type of setup, you know, and just have it like, listen, like, like, I'm not going to lie. People are very receptive to having like, you know, going to like a hole in the wall place to go eat ramen, like in it's exclusive, you know, and as long as you're as long as the employees are like, you know, they look they look clean and pressed and like, you know, nice, dude, you're you know, you have 10 seats or whatever, dude, you got this, bro. You already have you but can I can, can, can I tell you something? Can I say something? The hard part is over.
dude but but here's the thing take take your time take your time bro nobody's rushing right dude we're, if you want to if you want to do 40 perfect bowls a week and then call it a day that's totally fine but just know just know that this is definitely scalable. This for sure is scalable, especially if you only have one thing. And honestly, I would argue, Casey, that I think I think it might be worth it to, to do a food truck first. I think I I think yeah. Well, well, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I would look at is um, what the rules and regulations are in that area, and what other food trucks what other food trucks are available. Like, what do they do? Like, what are they doing? And uh, do you have food trucks in Jersey? Yeah, hell yeah, right. How how far away is that from you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what you need to. Yeah, yeah. I would. Um, did Did you make any um, progress with that investor, that one investor, or no? You don't have to talk about it on air. I'm just saying. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's a good outlet. You just need that cash infusion, you know, to to take things up. But um, you know, obviously, you got a cushy job right now, though. So you know, you gotta you gotta take that consideration. You know. Yeah, I just think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes overthinking is, um, you know, you paralyze yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like, listen, how old are you now? How old are you now? Okay, great. So you're, so we're the, so we're the same age, and like, you know, I have the same mindset. Like, dude, I got ten more years, I could just crush, right? Ten, ten more years, I'm gonna like, like, I'm really putting a plan together. I, you know, I want to be financially, you know, fi financially free. I want to. There's so many things I want to accomplish, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna start with this. You know what I'm saying? You need to think the same way. Like, if it takes, like, if you can ride out your current job, you know, and it works, like, dude, just do it. Just do that until you build up a game plan. There's also the option option of making a franchise model, right? Like, you know, getting the book. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Take some time. It takes some time, man. It takes time. You know, doing this. But like, I think that'd be dope, man. Dope. Dope. Yeah, I know, man. But listen, he borrowed so much. But like, he started off. Like, look at his beginnings. You know his beginnings, and it's so it's so true. Like, he his back was against the wall. He had no option. Like, he even said he even says it all the time. Like, man, I was just so upset when I worked at Cafe Balloon. How how much better these cooks were than me? But look who reigns supreme. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he says it all the time. He's like, dude, I am not a good chef. Like, I am not like. 
he said like he says on his podcast when he's cooking for people at home they expect like this meal that is just you know like a chef driven meal and sometimes and he's right man sometimes i have to dude when i'm at home i take shortcuts straight away like if i'm filming something i would not do it like i do in the restaurant i film straight straight for the scene and i even plugged uh today i plugged uh you know the um the chicken broth that i use um which honestly I made a fresh batch, but like my wife is starting to drink bone broth, right? So, dude, I don't have time to make chicken stock every fucking week, dude. And I got to be honest. It's, you know, 15 bucks for the chicken, right? Because she wants organic chicken. Okay? Then you got to buy the vegetables. Then you got to chop them. Then you got to, you know, do it right. Like, that's how I do it as a chef. And if I was in a restaurant, it'd be different. But when I'm at home, dog, kettle and fire, shout out. They Their chicken broth is really good. It's better than, and if if anybody's listening, don't like buy chicken stock or you want like when you go to the grocery store, you want to buy like chicken bouillon or chicken broth. Um, and I, re- I highly recommend kettle and fire. They have the best. It tastes the best. I did. I literally did a lineup. They, uh, you know, they reached out to me a couple weeks ago and, um, I, you know, at first didn't take into consideration. I was like, you know what, this might be a good idea. And then I tasted it and I was like, wow, this is actually good. It's way better than Swanson. It's way better than this. It's way, it's really good, man. And plus with, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, it, yeah, it's funny because I actually like uh, better than bouillon. Um, sometimes, like, I don't use it in the restaurant. I don't use it in a restaurant, but at home, I think it works in good in extra flavor for your chicken stock or your broth. Yeah, works out really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's my here's my culinary diploma and I am a chef. Yeah. And it's not their fault because they say that they say that in culinary school, man. When I was in culinary school, they told me the same thing. Oh, you're a chef now. You have your graduate. You're having like I'm like, "What?" Ain't no fucking way. I remember going to work that day when I got when I graduated. I was like, hey, they told me I'm a chef now. Is that true? No. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Now, tuned into the greatest. now now get over there and clean them fucking potatoes. Funny. All right. And we out.